Thanks for joining us on the Southside Church Podcast. We seek to build real followers of Jesus, so we hope that you find this message both encouraging and insightful. Let's jump in. Hey guys, thank you so much for joining us today. Southside Online, this is our desires to be able to share God's good news with you. Why? Because you, you, we want you to be a real follower of Jesus. We want you to, that's, that's our mission. We want to see people become real followers of Jesus Christ. True, genuine, authentic. And I want you to know what you see is what you get. Sometimes I'm up, sometimes I'm down. But God never changes. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's an ever-present help in our time of need. But, but, but I pray that that mission would lead to vision because we want to make it real easy to go to heaven. I don't want to make it hard. I want to make it easy. And when you hear the message of Jesus Christ and it impacts you and it touches your life, he wants to do that so that that message will come out of you and touch somebody else. And so part of the, the pathway that we want to lead you in in that relationship is we want you to know God. We want you to know him personally in a real close fellowship. And we believe that that leads to finding community and finding community within the local church. You're a part, if you're a follower of Christ, you're a part of the universal church of Jesus Christ, but, but we want you to be a part of a local church. So come, if you live close to us, come be a part of this with us in one of our two locations. Come join us, because we want you to grow deeper in your faith. That's part of this. We want you to grow deeper in your faith. Why? Because we want to keep making disciples. That's what God's called us to do, and that's what we want to do with you, for you, through you. So come join with us. Today, we see the original church was a movement was a movement gathered around a mission. And, and see, God doesn't have a mission for his church. God made a church for his mission. And we'll see that in the passages today, but just to begin, just to share with you in 2 Corinthians 5, verse 20, the guy that was writing this, his name is Paul. And, and Paul said, we are ambassadors for Christ. He's speaking to a church, a local church. He's written a letter to them, a church that he helped start. And he's, he said, you're a brand new creation. If any person is in Christ, it's a brand new creation. The old person's gone, everything's made new. But he said, but, but because of that, God's made us his ambassadors, his representative, his agent, his voice for this world. We are ambassadors for Christ. That's the mission, that's the purpose, that's who. And he said, it's certain, he is certain that God is appealing through us because we're his representative. We plead on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. To be reconciled to God means this. It means that God and us have become one again. We have been reconciled in this relationship. The wall of sin, the penalty of sin is gone. Do we still sin? Yes, but the Bible says God is faithful and just when we confess our sin to forgive us of that sin and to cleanse us entirely. Why? Because God has reconciled through Jesus Christ. He's torn down the penalty of sin so that we can be reconciled, made one with him. It says this in verse 21. He made the one who did not know sin, that's Jesus, sinless. No bad thought, no bad word, no bad action, ever. He was sinless in every way in actions, in word, and thoughts. He made the one who did not know sin to be sin for us. Why? So that we might become the righteousness of God. That word righteousness is a big word. It means this, to be right with God. We can say it this way. That God made the one Jesus who did not know sin to be sin for us so that we might be made right with God. 
so that we might be made right with God in him. The, the key is in Christ. He's the one that makes us right. You can't do it, I can't do it, only he does it. So, so fill in the blank. Fill in the blank today. If only I had this, then my life would be this. If only I had this amount of money or this thing or this relationship, then my life would be dot, dot, dot. If only I had this, then my life would be this. How do you answer that? How do you feel, what do you fill in those blanks with? And, and here, God is not satisfied with you being a mere recipient of his grace. Because I think that's the concept of faith today for a lot of people. It's another thing to add. It's another thing that takes time and energy and effort from my life. Just something that I don't have. You're asking me to add something else to my plate, and my plate's already full. Friend, I'm not asking you to do that. God doesn't come in to be another thing on your plate. He comes in to be the center, control seat of your life to help you in all of these things. God is not satisfied with you being a mere recipient of his grace. He wants you to be an instrument of that grace to others. That's what God wants for you. And, and, and so if God wants us to be instruments, it's instruments. Let's think about an instrument that we play. Listen, I don't play anything. <laughs> I don't play. We want to talk about sports, and I can talk about sports. But playing instruments, I had to get help with this because I just don't know. I just can't play. I can sing. I can't do that either. <laughs> but, you know, I, I, but I can't do that. But if we're going to talk about instruments of God's grace, what do we need? As instruments, we need what? First thing we need is purpose. You gotta know what the instrument was made for. I mean, if you were to pan out here, you'd see drums, you would see guitars, you'd see a, a keyboard, a piano, you'd see all of these different instruments. And you know what they're all doing? They were made for a specific purpose. You can't play the drums like you play the piano. You can't play the piano like you play the guitar. It just doesn't work. They're made with a specific purpose. And as instruments, we need to know that. We need to know that we've been made with a specific purpose. Here's the mission that God has called the church to, his people. Jesus came near and he said to them, some of his very last words that he spoke while he was on earth to his followers. He said, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. That's what happens when you give your life as a sacrifice for the sins of all mankind and you die and then you get back up three days later. You get all authority. Every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. That will happen one day. So he tells these people, go therefore. Because I have this authority, I'm asking you, I'm commanding you, go and make disciples of all nations. Baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And then teach them to observe everything I've commanded you. And don't forget this, I am with you always, even to the end of the world. So Jesus is, is doing that, and, and he's communicating that to you and to me. He says, this is purpose. This is why. This is why you said yes. This is why I've come to give my life for you. Now go do it. And that's not just a call for me as a pastor. It's for us as followers of Christ. This is not, this is not just pastoral. This is everybody. Go communicate, tell your story, share the love and message of Jesus. Baptize people in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teach them to obey what he has commanded you. It's faith and truth plus obedience. And it's found in his word. 
You can experience the miracle of salvation and completely miss the significance of it by not understanding that God made you to be his instrument of his grace. And that starts with the learning purpose. Number two, that leads to tuning. You gotta tune the instrument. You gotta tune the instrument, why? So that it plays the sound that it's supposed to play. The instrument needs tuning. The instrument needs to know what it's made for. And now the instrument needs to play the way it was designed to play. And so this is what, this is what Romans chapter 12 says. Paul is writing and it's very applicable right here. He says, therefore, whenever you see that word in your Bible, you ought to ask yourself the question, what's it there for? It's because the first 11 chapters of Romans is, 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 is all about knowledge and understanding and now he's about to apply it. He said, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, I urge you, I beg you, I plead with you to offer, present your body as a living sacrifice. A, a, sac a dead sacrifice is no good. You're a living sacrifice. Offer that to God. God, I'm sacrificing myself. I'm staying alive here, but I am offering this to you as a living sacrifice. You know what that is when you do that? That is holy and pleasing to God. People want to know how to make God happy. How can I please God? Do this. Offer your body to God as a living sacrifice. This is your spiritual worship. You know, here's another way it says it. This is your reasonable act of worship. Translation, it's the least you can do. Is to say to God, here, I'm, here I am. How can you use this in some way to help somebody else? And this is what he says. He says, don't be conformed to this world, to the pattern of this world. Don't be conformed to the pattern that the world sets for you. Instead, be transformed. How do I transform myself? By the renewing of your mind. That means more God in than the world in. We just take, take our phones, take our screens, our devices. We get millions of messages all week long over and over and over again. We live on our screens. You're watching me on a screen. We live by it. I'm just as guilty as this as anybody. God said, put that down and pick this up. Let me and my word renew your mind. How do I know God today? You know God primarily through his word. Pick it up and read it. Well, how will I understand it? You'll understand it the more you read it. The more you dive into the church, the more you get into growth groups and you begin to grow and learn. That's how it works. Why do I do that? So that you can discern what is the good, pleasing, and perfect will of God for your life. What am I doing? I'm tuning the instrument. The instrument was made for this, to go into the world and preach the gospel. Declare the message and good news of Jesus. Baptize people in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teach them to obey what he has commanded us and remember that he's with us always. That's the, that's the purpose. But you gotta tune the instrument. This is how you tune the instrument. This is important to know. It's impossible to truly believe the gospel and not become like it. I don't know how you do that. How you believe the gospel and then not become like it, not be fine-tuned by it. As instruments, we need these things. We need to know our purpose and why we were made. We need to be tuned and ready to be used the way we were designed and created to be. And finally, finally, we need action. You know what that's what it's called? When, when you take an instrument, whatever that instrument is, and the purpose of that instrument is known, and when you tune that instrument and you get it set exactly right, that, tune, that, that tuned instrument is now ready for action. That's what it's called. It is, it is now 
acting the way it was designed and tuned to behave. It's action. You are putting action to the process. As the, as the church, as God's instruments, because we're made to be more than recipients of God's grace, we're made to be instruments of it. We need to know our purpose. We need to be tuned to, 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 to the right place so we know what we're supposed to do. Why? So that we can take action. Look at what Paul said, or not Paul, but James wrote. James chapter two, he said, what good is it if someone says he has faith but does not have works? What good is it if somebody's got faith but they don't have works? If you just say you have faith but you don't have anything to back it up with. He said, can his faith save him? I mean, you don't work for faith. You work as a result of faith, but, but what good is it if your faith doesn't have works? He said, what if a brother or sister is without clothes and they lack daily food? And one of you says to them, go in peace, keep warm and eat well, but you don't give them what the body needs. What good is that? What good is it if you say, go in peace, keep warm and eat well when they don't have it and you do? He said, if you've got it, share it with those in need. In the same way, faith, if it doesn't have works, is dead. It's dead. He said, but someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without works and I will show you my faith from my works. He said, my faith is what impacts my life. My faith is what causes me to work, to serve, to give. He said, you believe that God is one? That's great. That's awesome. The demons also believe that, but they believe and they tremble. They shudder in fear. We just don't fear God anymore. He said, foolish people, are you willing to learn that faith without works is useless? And so I'm gonna ask you this question. What, what role has God given you to play in his kingdom? I, said, I don't know that God's given me a role to play. Yes, he has. And it's a role that only you can accomplish. You can only feel right now. And that role may change. It may shift. It may do this. But are you fulfilling it? Find, what am I saying? I'm saying, man, find you a church. Find you a place to grow your faith, to help you go from faith to faith, from strength to strength, from glory to glory. What role has he made? Because God gave you, God made you to be an instrument of his grace, not a consumer of it. God made you to be an instrument of it. An instrument that knows its purpose, that is tuned and ready to act and be what it was designed to be for the glory of God. Stop being a consumer of grace. Go be an instrument of it. How can we help you do that? God rewards our work. Grow. God rewards our work. He wants you to grow. You work because of that faith working in you. And then that faith works out of you. How can we help you with that? We want to be a resource to help you there. Come, if you live in this area, you can be a part of our Redstone campus here right outside of Athens or, or at our Commerce campus at Commerce at Banks Crossing. Come, be a part of this with us. If not, find a place where you can do that. Go and get involved. Jump in and don't look back. God loves you. God made you. He designed you to be his instrument of grace. Receive it and go live it. In Jesus' name, amen. I hope you have an on purpose and fantastic week. May God bless you and keep you. See you next week. 
If you made that decision today to say, yes, I do want to choose Jesus. I do want to acknowledge him as my personal Lord and Savior. Congratulations. We could not be more excited for you. And we want to help you in that process and answer any questions that you might have and provide you resources. To do that, simply text Jesus, that's J-E-S-U-S, to 706-449-0870. And one of our pastors on staff will be in touch with you because we want to help you as you walk out your faith. If you thought, you know what, I would like to contribute to all that God is doing in and through Southside. I would like to partner with them. You can do that in three simple ways. First, you can text GIVE, G-I-V-E, to 706-449-0870. Secondly, you can do it on the Southside app in the GIVE tab. Lastly, Southside.online. You can do it through the GIVE section on our website. Thank you so much for being here with us today, and we hope you have a great rest of your week.